0: What a great God. God can do it. God can do it. Uh, while you're standing, uh, if you want to turn in your Bibles, if you have them tonight, Daniel chapter 3, and verses 16 through 18. And uh, if um, if you happen to have brought anything for the, the backpacks, there's a box in the foyer. And Sister Kylie, there's a box in the foyer that has some things in it. Uh, for that and so um, thank you if you're able to do that and uh, we appreciate it very much Daniel three sixteen through 18 Shadrach, Meshach and Abednego answered and said to the king O Nebuchadnezzar we are not careful to answer thee in this matter if it be so our God whom we serve is able to deliver us from the burning fiery furnace And he will deliver us out of thine hand, O king. But if not, be it known unto thee, O king, that we will not serve thy gods, nor worship the golden image which thou hast set up. And I want to just preach or teach whatever tonight on this subject. Trust over deliverance. Trust over deliverance. Let's pray for our lesson tonight. Lord, we love you tonight and thank you for everything that you give us, all that you do. We're so thankful for you tonight, most of all. We ask you to bless our minds and hearts to receive your word, Lord. Let us Thank be better, Jesus. stronger in our faith. Let us stand for you in this day, O oh God. We ask it in Jesus' name. And everyone said amen. Give the Lord a hand clap and a shout before you're seated. Trust over deliverance. In this story, of course, we know that uh, the three Hebrew boys have been charged to fall down and worship. But their answer is that God is able. But though God is able, he may not. You see, they they three all have this answer. It says that all three of them, and it didn't say one was speaking for them. It said that they all three said, or so I'm sure they were all in agreement. But they all had the understanding that, yes, God is able, but he may not do. But though he may not do, he is absolutely able, and that's where they stood. That was their answer. That's where they planted their flag. They're like, right here, this is what we live on. This is our faith. This is our life. This is what we stand on. God can deliver us. Whether he will or not, we don't know, but that doesn't change our answer. Uh, the answer that, uh, from Shadrach, Meshach and Abednego, was prompted by the threat and the questioning of their God in the prior verse. In verse 15, uh, the king spoke to them and said, Now, if you be ready that at what time you hear the sound of the cornet, flute, harp, sackbut, psaltery, dulcimer, and all kinds of music, if you'll fall down and worship the image which I have made, then well. But if you worship not, you shall be cast the same hour into the midst of the burning, fiery furnace. And who is That God that shall deliver you out of my hands. Well, first of all, uh, there is no earthly king. There is no government. There is no earthly power that is going to determine what I worship. Or whether or not it's going to be well with me or determine my demise. My life belongs to him. And if we can ever understand, this is what Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego knew. That, you know, King, we're prisoners here in this land, but we don't belong to you, and we don't answer to you. We don't, you don't determine whether it's well with us or not. You don't determine whether we're destroyed or not. We belong to God. We would say today that it is God who orders my steps. It is uh, the, that the eyes of the Lord are over the righteous. Job says he knows the way that I take. The prophet said no weapon formed against me would prosper. David said the Lord is my shepherd. And he leads me and guides me, feeds me and protects me on and on and on. Friend, let me tell you, God is watching over his church. Jesus said I'll build a church and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. Nothing in this world decides you better do this so, so it'll be well with you. It's already well with me. It's already well with me because I got a God. There was a widow woman that had a child that was promised by the prophet. And when he died, uh, she got ready to go find the man of God. And her husband said, you don't know where he's at. Where are you going to go? It'll be all right. It, it is well. When she got to the prophet, he said, is everything okay? Is you, your child okay? Your husband? It is well. It wasn't well according to what we would look at, her kid was dead. But she knew, uh, my, my, my well is not determined by my circumstance. My well is determined by the fact I know a God that can answer anything. I've got a God that I can trust in tonight. I can trust God. And this is what uh, you know, the king there, though, he wanted them to believe that it was in his power to make it well, or to destroy them. Don't be fooled by that. The same thing is going on in this world today. It's, the government wants to tell us it's in their power to determine what the church will or will not do and if they will prosper or not. Let me tell you, it doesn't matter what they do. Uh, God's still going to be God, and the church is still going to be the church, and the gates of hell will not prevail against it. But the king, he, he's trying to... Uh, you know, he wants everybody I'm sure he was probably a little bit well we knew he got very angry at their answer but I'm sure before when everybody else fell down and these three guys just stood there like not us that he was probably a little embarrassed because everybody does what the king says not when you serve the king of kings you don't but you know he, he sounds a lot like Pilate When Pilate was talking to Jesus in John 19 and 10 and 11, Pilate said, look, uh, you're not going to answer me or you're not going to speak to me. Don't you know that I have the power to crucify you and the power to release you? I've got the power to make it well for you, Jesus, or to make it bad. But Jesus said, you could have no power at all against me unless it were given to you from above. And that's what these three boys understood that, look, uh, there's somebody else that determines our goings. There's somebody else that's watching out for us. And you might threaten and you might do this. And and you know what? We might even be consumed in this flame. But that doesn't change our answer. Because regardless of what you do, I can tell you what we're not going to do. We're not going to bow down. We're not going to give up. We're going to trust God over being delivered. Sometimes we're so hungry for deliverance that we forget uh, to trust the deliverer. Uh, And, uh, you know, uh, the enemy, the kings, the governments, whoever, has no power at all unless God allows it. Job understood this later in his life uh, after he, maybe, I don't know if God ever said, by the way, I'm the one who opened the door for that or not, but But uh, the only reason that the enemy, that Satan, could touch Job at all was because God allowed it. But he said, but you can't kill him. You can't take his life. And Job, his final answer was, though he slay me, yet will I trust him. Even if I die from this, it doesn't stop what I think about God, even if he does not come, will all oh, God deliver me from this sickness, get rid of these bulls, uh, help things in my household, if, even if God does not do that, if he goes as far as to kill me, I will still trust him, because I don't trust him because of what I have, I trust him because of who he is, and that's the point of this lesson tonight, that our trust in God is actually very, very Simple and yet it is so powerful. I trust him simply because he is God. That's it. That's it. I don't have to have any other explanation. If he says, I'm God, that's all I got to know. I don't have to know what he can do. I just have to know he's God. And I trust him simply because he's God. My trust is not predicated upon deliverance. You know, Moses had to turn around and tell some people, said stand still and see the salvation of the Lord. They were so upset because they could not see a way that they forgot that God had brought them out. They were so upset all they could see was what was coming after them and what they couldn't see was a way out of it because all they were expecting was deliverance. All they thought about was deliverance and they forgot to trust the one that had delivered them. But when you will trust the one that does the delivering, just go ahead and trust him whether you know how it's going to end or not. You're going to see God come through. Always pick trust over deliverance or anything else. Trust him first. Trust him foremost. Trust him simply because he's God. God. Who orders our steps. God who watches over us. God who saved us and delivered us. Trust God over everything else. But deliverance is a big motivational factor. Because people want deliverance. And we know that God is a deliverer. And when you know that somebody can do something, well, you expect it. Yeah. You you, you know, uh, sometimes you expect it, even when it's unreasonable to expect it. Right. If you know, if somebody knows that, uh, well, you know, we were talking the other day, and I, uh, with with Sister Kalen, uh, she's told us before, you know, she's a vet, loves animals, and here she comes. Look, I'm using you for an example. Come on and sit down. But you know. Somebody like this, uh, I could turn it around on on pastor or anything, just about any occupation really, but but she she works with animals. She takes care of animals. She fixes animals, and and she has a, a place that she goes to do that. But she also has people that know her phone number and knows where she lives, and they will call her after hours. Can you look at my animal? And they expect that because they know she's a vet. And they know she's good hearted. And it's the same way sometimes with God, we know He's a deliverer, and we just expect Him to deliver because that's what He does. But we need to just trust God over deliverance. Sometimes we need to realize that, hey, we need to have the same answer that Shadrach and Meshach and Abednego has said, I know God can, I don't know if he will, but no matter the outcome, I'm still gonna trust God. I am going to trust God. My, my love for God, my trust for God, my faith in God is not predicated on what he has done for me or the benefits he gives me every day. It's simply because he is the creator, my God, the lifter up of my head. He, he is, uh, I'm made in his image. He's filled me with his He's done enough already. He's proved to me who he is. I don't need uh, anything else. I don't need a bag of tricks to trust God. I know what he can do. But since they knew he was a deliverer, I'm I'm sure that uh, when the king said, "And who is this God that will deliver you?" that uh, he was letting them know, "Hey, it's gonna—I'm the one blocking your deliverance. That who's going to do anything that can get you out of my hand?" And and uh, listen, they had heard all the stories about God bringing Israel out of Egypt. They heard about the Red Sea crossing. They heard about Jericho. They heard about uh, David and Goliath. They knew how God could deliver. And we have read the stories and we have experienced his deliverance as well. And if we're not careful, we start exchanging trust or we confuse trust with expecting deliverance. Trust and expectation are not the same thing. Uh, when you I, I have an expectation in God, but my trust is in Him first. I trust him first i 'm going to show you why trust is first in just a moment here, but we we have to trust Him first, and we should always choose trust over deliverance every time, because if deliverance is our focus, then we try to take the will. oh yeah. If, 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 the, if deliverance is my focus, you know what I want? I want the pain to stop. I want the trouble to stop. I want the crying to stop. I want the heartache to stop. And so if deliverance is my only focus, then I try to figure out how to fix it. I try to figure out how to get past God and go and say, you're going too slow. You, just, you go ahead I know there's other people got something. I'll fix this and we'll talk later. That's what we do when we want deliverance. If deliverance is the only thing we want, we'll push God out of the way and start figuring out. But there might be a way that seems right to a man. The scripture says it, but it always ends up in death. Hebrews 11 and 35 said that there were some who were tortured, not accepting deliverance. When deliverance was offered, they knew that it would be better to die in faith than to take deliverance and deny the Lord. And the three Hebrew children used said, listen, it would be better for us to be burned in this fire than to fall down and worship this idol. Oh, come on, you don't even have to mean it. Just just fall in with everybody else. I'm not going to pretend just so I can save my neck. I'm not going to pretend just so I can look like I'm fitting in. I'm not going to be a camouflage Christian. I'm going to go ahead and stand for the Lord. No, I'm just going to keep standing. You know, you could just fall down and, and pretend you're worshiping. Uh, let me tell you, uh, if I'm pretending to worship the world, then it looks like I'm not worshiping God. I'm not going to uh, uh, pretend to worship something that I, I, I ain't going there. And that's what the, they, they said. Well, this is where we're staying, king. And we're not careful to even, you know, we know that you can't talk any way you, just, any way you want to to a king. But we're just about to be plain. We're not careful about this. We're not going to mix words or beat around the bush. We're not going to worship what you set up. It's not going to happen. So we choose trust over deliverance every time. When our foundation is trust, we don't get caught up in the entitlement mindset that I'm God's child and he owes me. I'm God's child and he better do this. We trust God. It's our lifestyle. Peter said it like this, 1 Peter 4:19. Wherefore let them that suffer according to the will of God commit the keeping of their souls to him in well-doing as unto a faithful creator. I have given this life to him. My soul will live forever. The things I must do to ensure that uh, I have committed to him. I must worship him and him only. I've got to serve him and him only. I've got to have faith in him or I cannot please him. I have obeyed the gospel. I have committed the keeping of my soul. Now, God, keep me. Be a keeper. Keep some things from me. I, that means I, if I'm committing the keeping of my soul to him, I'm trusting that God will keep some things away from me. I'm trusting that God will keep his word concerning me. That uh, he, I'll never see the righteous forsaken or the seed begging bread. I'm trusting that no weapon formed will ever, uh, against me will ever prosper. I'm trusting that when I fall, I shall arise. I, I'm trusting that he's prepared a place and where he's at, I'm going to be one day also. I, I'm trusting that he's going to keep his word for those things and it's going to keep my soul. I have given that to him. That's trust the 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 Message Bible, and I don't I don't go there a lot. I read it sometimes for laughs, but um, because the way they <laughs> word things is really it's actually very humorous sometimes. But sometimes the the layman's literal translation actually has a pretty good meaning. Uh, but First Peter four nineteen, the message says: So if you find life difficult because you're doing what God said, take it in stride. Trust Him. He knows what He's doing, and He'll keep on doing it. Come on, somebody. God knows what He's doing, and He'll keep on doing it. Just just take it in stride and trust Him. It's going to happen. It's going to rain on the just and on the unjust, but I'm going to trust God. I'm going to trust Him that the rain won't kill me even if He don't provide an umbrella. Come on. Hello. Hello. And these three boys knew that they needed deliverance. And it says that they believed God was able even though he might not. When you trust God, you can say that. So we, we get scared to say that sometimes. Well, I, because we'll say, well, I know God can. And we're always like, and he will. Well, he might not. But does that change my opinion of him? Does that change what I think about him? Absolutely not because God has ordered my steps and I know that I can't see everything that God sees. I know I don't always see the big picture. I may not always understand. I'm sure they had no idea why if we're going to serve you, why if we're just doing uh, everything we should to worship you, why do we now find ourselves in peril of our life? let me tell you, this world don't love you. And if it hated him uh, first, it's going to hate you also. And it's going to do everything it can to sift you as wheat and separate you from your faith and your calling. That's why you have to make your mind up that I will trust God above everything else. Trust. Oh, we love deliverance. We love when the Red Sea opens up. We love when we can lay our heads down and sleep on the, the backs of a lion. We love when God just pulls us out of that miry clay. We love deliverance, but we don't uh, just serve God for the deliverance. It's good to have a deliverer, but there's times when he knows what we need. You know, the ultimate deliverance, they said, would be that Let's read it again. He said, if it be so, our God who we serve is able to deliver us from the burning fur- furnace, and he will deliver us out of thine hand. Now, they said, we don't know what he's going to do about the furnace, but as far as you're concerned, you'll still never get what you want. Right. That's what they just told the king. That's what burned him up. That's what uh, got him full of rage and fury. There was a old guy preached to the church we used to go to, and he kind of, uh, I shouldn't even say anything because then I'll, I'm going to mess up and say a word funny in a minute. But but he couldn't say fury. He said furry. And he was preaching on that one Wednesday night, and I was sitting behind him on the platform. And every time he would say, and the king was full of rage and furry. And I thought, that was one hairy, mad king. <laughs> Just You know, oh, but I knew what he meant. But he was this king was, was so upset because it wasn't just they said, hey, look, th- this furnace might get us, but it, it won't get you any pleasure because it, we're not going to bow down. We're not going to serve your idols. We're not going to worship your, your idols. We're not going to do those things. We, we will not bow to what you want. You may do this to us, but we'll be standing tall uh, while you do it because we're not going to bow down. So they would have the ultimate deliverance because they trusted God. Now again, the Message Bible. This is the answer from them in the Message Bible. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego answered the king Nebuchadnezzar. Your threat means nothing to us. If you throw us in the fire, the God we serve can rescue us from your roaring furnace. And anything else you might cook up, O king But even if he doesn't, it wouldn't make a bit of difference, O king. We still wouldn't serve your gods or worship the gold statue that you set up. Oh, don't you know that lit that king up? Maybe that's exactly the way they said it. Even if he doesn't, it won't matter it won't make a difference. There ain't nothing else you can think of going going to going to get us. Listen, uh, we're going to trust God over deliverance. Yeah. Because uh, you know, we could say okay, we'll bow down and and then king you'd get the glory cuz you'd say I delivered you from the fire. I delivered you from being killed because uh, I gave you a way out. I gave you an option. But we're not accepting deliverance here because we trust God over deliverance. I don't want to be delivered uh, by uh, the world. I don't want to be delivered by uh, somebody else that don't have God on their mind. I don't don't want somebody to come up and say, hey, you, you do what I say Uh, stop worshiping God or this is going to happen, then I guess it's going to happen because I'm going to keep worshiping God. That's how it's going to be. I'm going to trust the Lord. And we live in a time in a world where our trust in God is going to be put to the test. It's not going to be, we know he's a deliverer, a savior, a healer, all these things. We know that he does those things. But will we trust him when it comes down to the wire will we trust him when it's in our face will we do that when, when things are going haywire in our life will we trust God and choose trust in him over deliverance because when, like I said when we focus on deliverance that means we're so focused on making the pain stop or fixing our situation that we forget about God and his will and we just have our will I've seen people that hey, it can be simple things. Uh, they 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 want somebody in their life so bad that they'll just bypass God all just to have somebody, yes. and oh, what a train wreck that becomes! I've seen people that that, that uh you know uh, for jobs or schools or different things without praying about things, asking God's direction, and just I got to have something in my life. I got to be delivered from this. Uh, that I'm going through, and then they they create something that'll fill the void, fill the emptiness, and and that's not what God wanted. They jumped the gun. Well, I'm going to go ahead and make this decision. I'm going to leave. I'm going to do this, but if you trust God, it'll keep you from letting go. Oh, I want this to be better. Sure you do. Then trust God. Because if all you're focused on is the getting better and forgetting about the one that makes it better, You'll start trying to implement your own solutions, but trust in God will keep you from letting go, walking away, throwing in the towel, or compromising your belief. Trust in God. But even if He doesn't, my trust is not dependent on deliverance. I just simply trust God. When you read their story, you you, you think about them now. You, you know, when. I, I say this all the time. Try to picture what's going on. We read it in black and white. Man, we, we're through that chapter in a moment. We don't, but just think what's going on. There's people standing around. There's people watching what's happening here. And, and uh, even Daniel is, is checking this out. There's people standing around watching what's going on here. And there's, there's uh, frustration and argument. And they realize time is running out. But the Hebrew boys were not just looking for an answer of deliverance, they were trusting God. Oh, time's running out. We better figure out something quick, man. Oh, it's, it's going to get bad. You see that fire? It's hot. You know what fire does? It kills people. It burns people up. It's hot. But they knew they could take it. So they just stood there. Let them heat it up. Seven times Hotter. I'm sure he made that. We're gonna heat it seven times hotter for that answer, boys. Okay. Nobody. I, I ain't bowing. Time's running out. Well, if I was, if they were just looking for deliverance, somebody's gonna start. Well, let's see what we can work out, King. Hang on, hang on, hang on. Put that log down. Hold on. Put that gas up. Go on. But instead, they just stood strong. When you trust God, trust will let you feel the heat, but not waver. Or oh, you can feel the heat, but you ain't quitting. You ain't stopping. You ain't giving up. You ain't throwing in the towel. You ain't compromising. You're just going to stand strong for God. When you trust God, you can take the heat. Trust will keep you when others fall. He said they heated the furnace so hot that the ones that were taking Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego to the, the edge of the furnace said the flame slew them. Now it doesn't say I, like it was so hot that they just fell out. I think they burst into flames. I think they got so close that their fire, their clothes just ignited and just burned them up. They said seven times hotter. Who jumped? He was look, he was looking for fire. <laughs> <laughs> You'll get used to it. I, I do that every once in a while. <laughs> but they just burst into flames. <laughs> Sweating now. <laughs> Got to but cut the air cut the air on. Uh, but they died. And the boys that trusted God, where are you going? <laughs> oh, mercy. I'll have to remember not to the, I'll get ready, here comes a loud noise. <laughs> but when you trust in God, when you'll stand when others fall. You'll trust when others fall. And then finally, trust in God will let you walk in the midst of the fire. It said they fell down. They were bound up in their coats and they fell down. But then they got up and they were walking around loose in the midst of the fire. And you know, unconcerned about exiting. Not looking for the closest way out. Not trying to, hey, somebody throw us a rope. Put a ladder in here. I don't know what, if they could walk into this, if it's something they were going to throw over in there. They said they fell down into it, so I don't know if they shoved them and then they I, I don't know what this furnace looked like. What I do know is that they didn't, once they were up and loose, they didn't get hot. The, it says the smell of fire or smoke was not on them. Their clothes, it, and they bound them up in their coats and it says they're hosing. Now, I don't know what that is, leggings or whatever they have. Whatever it was, they, they did everything they could to make them like a torch. And they just walked around in the fire. And the king had to say, hey, come out of there. You ain't got to do nothing. You ain't got to run from your situation. You ain't got to try to make a quick exit from your situation when you're walking with the Lord. And and whether that was actually the Lord or whether it was an angel of the Lord, I don't know. But I do know that these boys were unharmed. And it wasn't what they prayed for. They didn't ask for that. They just said, we know that he can deliver us. Whether he does or not, we don't know. But we're not bowing. But God went ahead and, and helped them in that situation. They, 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 they just walked around. No, no need to run. No, nobody's screaming. No, nobody's panicking. Do you see where we are? Because a lot of people will freak out over the situation and nothing's happening. It's like people watch the news and something's going. There's a tropical storm coming. And they're running crazy. It ain't here. It's not here. It's not even gonna hit here. And this is going on here, this is going on there. It's not going on here. Is it happening right here? Well, no. Then why are you losing your mind? Trust God is it funny that people will get mad at you for saying trust God? Get upset, just get indignant over you saying, I just trust the Lord. I trust him too. <laughs> I, I think what you mean is you like his delivering power. You like his benefits. As long as it's going your way, you can say, I trust him. But can you trust him over deliverance? Yeah. What if he says, guess what? I'm not going to deliver. Right. Well, then I won't serve you. That's the way, that's the way most people will do. Yeah. That's the way most people will do it. Hezekiah was sick. The prophet told him, said, get your house in order. You're going to die. That's it. That's the way it's going to go. He didn't start cursing God. He just turned his face to the wall, and began to pray, reminded God that, hey, I've been faithful. Didn't ask to be healed, didn't ask for anything, just turned his face to the wall and wept. And the Lord stopped Isaiah, sent him back in, and said, go tell him he's got 15 more years. He just kept loving me even though I told him he was going to die. He kept trusting me even though I said, that's it. And so you know what? I'll give him what he didn't even ask for. I'll give him time. I'll give him what he needs. And that's the thing is, is that there's situations that we don't have to lose our, our confidence, our faith and, and when things are not going our way because we trust him. God's looking over every aspect and part of your life. He watches all of that. He he is concerned about the most minute detail of your life. He cares about those things. He, He knows that it's the small things that get us sometimes. And so he's always watching everything. But Isaiah 26 and 3 said, Thou, the Lord, will keep him in perfect peace whose mind is stayed on thee because he trusteth in thee. perfect peace, complete peace because my mind is stayed on him. It's constantly, that I mean, I'm just always thinking about the Lord. It's also that I know what God can do. Is right. that I know that God is, and whether he does or not, there's some things I never change. He will never leave me or forsake me. Never leave me or forsake me. If I'm taking my last breath, He's there. Never leave me or forsake me. So he said, You'll keep the person that, that if their mind is on you, God always trusting you, believing in you, their mind is made up, fixed on you. Because they trust in you, complete, perfect peace. Now Ephesians two and fourteen says, For he is our peace. His deliverance is not our peace. His provision is not our peace. He, Jesus Christ, the Lord, is our peace. And we trust Him. Our trust is not in what we want, but in Him. Our trust is not in deliverance, but it is in the deliverer. Our trust is not in healing, but it is in the healer. I've got to trust God over deliverance. Over Healing, yeah, uh, over, over, uh, you know, anything. It doesn't matter. There's, there's nothing that should come before that trust. Proverbs 3 and 5, I said earlier, I said I'm going to show you why trust should be right there in the first place. Proverbs 3 and 5, trust in the Lord with all thine heart. And lean not unto thine own understanding. Well, that's a whole message right there. Is that, you know, trust God with it. And because what you see and what you think you understand will cause you to make very bad, poor decisions. Right. Trust God. I don't understand. You know, people's kids go haywire. I understand I dedicated them to God. Ask God to watch over them, and now they went nuts. And so I'm going to do this and do that. Listen, just trust God. Just trust God. Believe God. Pray. Ask God for it. And then trust him. And let. And then don't worry yourself sick and in the grave over it. Any situation. I don't know why. I've been praying. Man, I've been serving God. I've been doing this, doing that, and I can't. This just it's like I'm getting all the bad breaks. Really? Are you saved? Sanctified? Full of the Holy Ghost? Going to heaven when he comes? So, when? <laughs> Stop whining about your bad breaks. Time and chance happens to us all. And let me tell you, we all uh, stump our toes sometimes. It happens, but keep trusting God. Let me get back. Trust in the Lord with all thine heart. Now, if I give all of something away and then something else comes up and says, hey, give me all of that, I can't do it. I've already put all, done something else with the all. Jesus said the first and greatest commandment is to love the Lord thy God with all thine heart. Now, I'm either going to love him with all my heart or trust him with all my heart or either trust and love or join together. You can't say you love him with all your heart if you don't trust him with all your heart because that ain't love. (laughs) that ain't love. I don't know what that is, but it ain't love. And so when he said trust with all your heart and the greatest commandment is to love with all your heart, you can't divide it up. If love's getting all of it or trust is getting all of it, which, who's getting all of it? Yeah. Or either they're, one, they're in one and the same. It's the same thing. Trust in the Lord. Love him. It's the first commandment. You've got to, hey, you get, it's a sad feeling to say, hey, I love somebody, but I don't trust them. But I love the Lord with all my heart but I also trust him with all my heart. My my trust and love are not separated. They are Siamese twins. They are joined together. They are one. Our love and our trust must be one. Well, will God come through? Will it happen? I don't know. You know that it's all right to say, I don't know. It doesn't affect people. Say, well, if you say, "Well, I don't know if God's going to heal them," that's not faith. No, that's that's not true. I know God can heal, and when I pray, I trust the healer. Yeah. Now, do I know what God's going to do? David trusted God, prayed and sought God many times. Got great direction. Got answers. Followed his direction. He got down and fasted and prayed one time for a child that was dying. When the child died, he got up and anointed himself, worshiped, sat down to eat. What are you doing, David? Well, while the child was sick, I prayed and fasted because who can tell what God will do? I I don't know what God's going to do with this. So I said, Maybe God will turn around and bring a blessing. Maybe God will heal this child. Maybe God will change his mind. I don't know. So I fasted and prayed to the one that could do anything. But I didn't know what he would do. David didn't get up and say, I can't believe I fasted, laid on the ground seven days, and you didn't do nothing. He said, I just trust God. I'm just going to trust him. So will it happen? I don't know. But I do know this. I know how trust works. Because the scripture tells me how it works. Psalm 37 uh, is a great example of verses 3 through 5. Trust in the Lord and do good. And if you do that, you will dwell in the land and you will be fed. Your dwelling and your feeding follows trusting. Trusting first, good things follow. Delight thyself also in the Lord, and he shall give thee the desires of thine heart. Now, this is where people get especially. We pray for somebody, for God to heal them, some disease. Well, we prayed and believed God was going to heal Brother Paul. Every time I prayed, I just kept waiting for him to walk back in here better, healed, clean from cancer, delivered every time. I'm sure. That, that was the desire of not just my heart but all this church's heart and his wife's heart as well but i'll ask you this do you just have one desire you know what another desire for me as his pastor is to see him in heaven yeah. so god did give us the desires of our heart because Precious in the sight of the Lord is the death of his saints. So then he says, commit thy way unto the Lord. Trust also in him, and he shall bring it to pass. Do I know if it will happen? No, I don't. But if you want to have the best odds going, then trust God. If you want it to work in your favor, then trust God. If you want the desires of your heart, then trust God because God knows what He is doing. And we are so, got so great of tunnel vision sometimes that we are sure that this is the only way the desire of our heart will be met. And when that doesn't happen, I was like, "Well, if you'll just stick around, you'll find out, and you'll be you'll be singing that old song." I thank God for unanswered prayers. You'll be like, "Whoo!" I'm glad God didn't do that. Oh, I am so sure He should have done that. I'm so glad He did not do that. Yeah, a lot of folks going, "Whoo!" Amen. Listen, we already know about all things, and that all things work for our good. So then trust him because of who he is and not for what he does. In the hour we live in. What time we got here? Good, right on time. In the hour we live in this world today, fear is trying to rule the day. It's fear it just wants to take over in this day, in this hour. But trust in God can help that. This is good. This is why you need to study to show yourself approved. This is why you need to really spend time looking at his word because you'll find out little bitty things that like, mm. Proverbs 29 and 25 says that the fear of man bringeth a snare. A snare is a trap. Oftentimes it's hidden. You can't even see it. But most animals don't survive the snare. They die in the snare. It's designed like that. They, the hunter would like to come back and find the animal already expired and not have to do anything to it. Most of the time, you know what, what kills them most of the time? Fear. They have a heart attack. They, they, it's not that the, they choke to death or that it's got some kind of pointy thing that stabs them and kills them. It's a snare that it grabs them, it holds them. They can't get away. They get so worked up that they give themselves a heart attack. They die. Die from fear. The fear of man brings a snare, but whoso putteth his trust in the Lord shall be safe. Now, the word safe in Hebrew is sagab, S-A-G-A-B, sagab, and it means to be or to make inaccessible. So what he said here is that the fear of man brings a snare, but when you trust in the lord you become inaccessible the fear cannot access your mind your thoughts your actions your life you are now inaccessible you could trust. it'll be hey it goes in the same principle there's no weapon formed it's formed they may even swing it it won't prosper the uh, fear will be there the fear of man brings a snare but when you trust God, now you are inaccessible. It can't find a way in. It's all around you. It's trying to attack you. But, hey, it's out there. You know it. I know it. Fear is out there. Fear will come, but it cannot snare you. It won't be able to kill you, destroy you. When you trust God, you are inaccessible to the snare of fear. But the problem today is too many people are not trusting God first. They're wanting a deliverer. They're wanting a savior. They're wanting somebody to. to they want a, a healing, but they're not looking to the one who provides it. But when we just simply look to Him first, when we begin to fear God and serve Him and keep His commandments, that's when you overcome. That's when you are the head and not the tail. That's that's what the Lord said. He said, then you'll be the head and not the tail. You'll be above only and not beneath. All these blessings are going to overtake you and come upon you. But listen, whenever it's only about the stuff, even the Lord warned them when they went into the promised land, he said, be careful that after you get in there and get all the stuff that you forget God that gave it to you. That's what's happening in the world today. People are afraid. And they get mad when we say, listen, you got to trust God. I'm not trying to be ugly or, or, or put you down or make you feel low. I'm just trying to remind you, hey, I can help you with that. I can make you, you can trust God and be inaccessible. The fear has no access. Access denied. Your card don't work here. You can't come in. Your key has been took away. You, you, you Go. Your code's deleted. Get out of here. You're you not coming in here, fear because I trust the Lord honey you can come to the music and you can stand with me as I finish these last four scriptures so now here's some more scripture about fear and trust that we all know Psalm 56 and 3 what time I am afraid I will trust in thee so fear comes I'm going to trust you because I don't want fear to have access to my life to my decision making to my actions fear makes people run fear makes people fight fear makes people lash out fear breeds uncertainty doubt but the psalmist said I can't live like that I can't serve God like that so what time I'm afraid I'll trust in thee that way Fear, it's like it's like you know what trust is. It's like the shield of faith. It quenches those fiery darts. Trust is stopping that fear from getting in. Psalm fifty-six and eleven. In God have I put my trust. I will not be afraid. What man can do unto me? I trust God. This is this is Abednego and Meshach Abednego's. This is their theme song. This is their their mission statement. In God, I've put my trust. I'm not afraid of what man can do to me. I won't be looking at what they're about to do when I trust God. I won't be worried about it. I won't be fretting over it, losing sleep over it when I trust God. Psalm 112 and 7, he should not be afraid of evil tidings. That's the news. He won't be afraid of the nightly news. His heart is fixed. Trusting in the Lord. His heart, all of this to God. you got to love Him with all your heart. But you got to trust Him. Trusting in the Lord. Isaiah 12 and 2, Behold, God is my salvation. I will trust and not be afraid. That's a good, strong statement. I am so sure of God and his salvation. I trust in him. I will trust and I will not be afraid. He's teaching us. For the Lord, Jehovah, is my strength and my song. He also is become my salvation. And finally, Isaiah said it like this. Trust ye in the Lord forever. This is what's going to get you there. Trust trust over the I know he can deliver but can you trust him when he don't can you trust him when he doesn't heal I know when we lose people grief hits us and that's natural that's okay but the Bible says don't sorrow as people who have no hope they see there's still trust even in that arena we know and that's what makes it tolerable I guess when that loved one passes because we know that to be absent from the body is to be present with the Lord and it doesn't mean we don't miss them in this body because we sure do but oh we wouldn't bring them and then we always say but I wouldn't bring them back well if you're so glad about them being there pick yourself up and keep serving God so you can get there too keep trusting God Keep believing Him. Take trust over deliverance every time. Take trust over healing every time. Just trust God because He always works it out for our good. Amen. Let's come find a place in the altar and pray for a few moments tonight. We'll be dismissed with this prayer. Thank you for being here tonight. through.
1: Hallelujah.
0: Keep believing. Keep trusting the Lord. Yeah, yeah. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise God. Just remember, even with the, the heat of the furnace on your face, you can trust God and make it through. God will make a way. Amen. Come on, give him another hand clap and shout of praise. What a great God. So thankful for him tonight. We're going to make it. We're going to make it. And now, how many learned something tonight? How many now are you going to uh, say access, denied to that fear? Inaccessible. Praise God. Trust in the Lord. Thank you for being in midweek service. Looking forward to Sunday. Going to be a great time. Invite somebody to the church. Let's see about 10, 15 filled. The Holy Ghost baptized in Jesus' name. Amen. God bless you tonight. Be safe. Be careful. Stay warm. In Jesus' name, God bless you.